welcome back to the Beyond the Cut episode 27. This is the year-end list episode. Our year-end list episode. Because guess what? It's the year-end. And everybody's doing them. So yeah. we're going to do them. Um, yeah, so we are going to have the hot takes on music today. With our year-end list. Uh, we're going gonna to have, have the exact same albums. Probably not. Probably. Um, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see what arguments ensue. We'll see what agreements uh, happen. There will be podcast. arguments, I can already tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to dump all over your list. Because I know there's some things on your list that don't deserve to be on your list at all. Number five deserves to be on my list. I can't wait to get to number five. I have an idea of what a couple of things that that could be. Um, so if you were here with us last year, what we do is we do twenty, we do our top twenty-five, and then we essentially just we give we give our top twenty-five albums of the year. We do our top five songs of the year, and we crap we just dump on some other crappy songs and albums and. There's not really anything to that, but we kind of agree at the end of which is the worst album, which is the worst song, and then we tweet them and tell them that they have such a bad song. Now, granted, they've probably been told that the whole year. If you're you're Mitchell Tinpenny, God bless your soul, first of all, (laughs) but um, I'm surprised my personal account is not blocked by Mitchell Tinpenny yet. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's... He's not going to be judged fairly today. Let's just say that. No, I think he's going to be judged completely fairly. (laughs) I think he makes crappy music. (laughs) So I think he's going to be judged completely fairly. Because he's not going to be on any of these uh, best of lists. I hope He's on mine. He he probably is. He probably has come to the realization that Nate has some questionable taste and some genres of music super questionable i have i listen to some interesting music i'll put it that way hey i guess interesting is a way that the nice way to put it um i guess it might be the nice way i mean okay do we want to start off with bad stuff or do we want to get into albums because that's probably what most everyone's here for everyone's here for the albums yeah, so let's start with the albums. Let's start with the albums. Let me get my list. That too. Uh, all right, got my list. You have your list. I do. You ready? Yes. You start with twenty-five. Yes. You want to go first? Yes. All right. Daytona by Pusha T. I'm. I don't. I don't. I like that album. It's a good album. I'm. Going to probably be giving you a lot of crap because I know what you've put ahead of this album. Somewhere on this list, I have a feeling there's a certain album that should not be on this list at all. That's yellow and it's named after an amusement park? Yeah. Yeah, it is on there. And it does no service being on that list. But we can wait to that. We can wait to that. That's a good album. Daytona is a very good album. It's better than that other album. And I can't wait for you to explain why that other album is ahead of this. 
<laughs> because you're going to have no explanation whatsoever other than the fact that I like it, which is about what everyone says when they all the mainstream country fans. It's about all what they say when it comes to, you know, like Mitchell Tenpenny. Yeah. Oh, I like it. They have no reason why it's better than anything else other than the fact that they like it. Yeah, uh, but but again, see, yeah, but again, <laughs> you're gonna struggle. <laughs> oh man, no, that's a good album. I like that album. I like the drama that ensued after that album, especially. Oh, that was hilarious. The diss track. The yeah. Oh man, and and it's still going on right now because. Oh, Kanye, Kanye and, oh. is going off about it. It's been like a year-long thing. Kanye has just like Kanye is the biggest troll of all, pretty much right now. He's just out here tweeting and tweeting and tweeting. He said something about making music with Bob Dylan, which <laughs> I found hilarious. <laughs> I would love to hear that. I would love to see if Kanye can make Bob Dylan actually sound like he can sing. Well, he did get Paul McCartney on a song, so two songs actually, so. Maybe he can get Bob Dylan. Maybe. Maybe. I would like to see if we can make him sound like he can sing. Put some auto-tune on Bob Dylan. <laughs> get some auto-tune on Bob Dylan. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would like that or not. I mean... I'm not sure if I would listen to that or not. I don't know if Bob Dylan would agree to that, but let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, my 25th ranked album. Is Dylan Carmichael's Hell and Angel. 25. Okay. Yep. I mean, it's on my list too. It's a little bit higher than that. Um, but I can see why you knocked it down. It's a good album. Um, I mean, part of, obviously part of these lists go into albums that we like the best. Yes. I mean, it is a, it is personal a little bit, um, as well as objective. Um, I just, there was just one song in this album that I really, really hated. Oh, yes, me too. Like, absolutely de despised. And, you know, <laughs> I guess that's an easy way to put, like, it's not my favorite album of the year, obviously, but it's good. It's one of my, I like it. It's definitely one of, the, if you gave me top 25, obviously, 25 songs of albums to pick, I'd pick one of the, I'd pick that. But, it's, it's good, but there is just that one song. Case in point, we bring this album, we, we talk about this album. The first thing that we're going to think of is how bad that one song is. Like, that's my first thought of this album. When I think of this album is how bad that one song is. And I'm not even going to mention the name of it because I don't want to give any airplay anymore and than what we've already talked about in this podcast. What's so frustrating is he had two better singles that he didn't even put on the album that would have been better slots the field in that song yeah um that's what was super frustrating and, and I, yeah and i think part of it when i was doing the list it was like well what was the first thing i think of when i come when it comes to this album and that was the album that was the first thing and i'm like well i like it as and then i was like well the rest of the album is really good but just that's the first thing i think of and it's like eh, i can put it on there but it's going to be in the 20s and i really didn't know when until i started listing everything else out but yeah yeah, I mean that's why it's not in my top ten. So I docked it for that song too. But yeah, I just there's other albums I just like better. Mm -hmm. Well, my twenty four is tearing at the seams. Nathaniel Radliff. 
That's a really good, really good one. And honestly, I think I forgot to put that one on my list. <laughs> I really like that album too. Um, it's definitely different. It's really different. I, you know, honorable mention, I guess, for me. Yeah, so I was actually trying to determine when I went back to listen. At first, I was hooked on Anderson East. His album um, at the beginning of the year, so I went back and listened to both. And on my second listen through both albums, I enjoyed Nathaniel Ratliff's album a lot more than Anderson East album. So actually, Anderson East is an honorable mention on my list. Still a great album, but I don't like it quite as much as Nathaniel Ratliff's album. So I'm, I'm probably I flipped that. I like Anderson East album better, but Nathaniel Ratliff's is still really good. Yes. Um, and not being on a list doesn't mean it's bad, but. Oh, my 24th album is Find a Light by Blackberry Smoke. That was one of my honorable mentions. Uh, came in at 30 on my list. So. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, it's a, And I think part of the reason why I picked this one is it's an album that I, go, I come back and revisit a lot. Just because of I like the sound of it and I like. I just like a lot of it. So it's one of those albums that I just come back and revisit a lot and I listen to a lot. So it's like, well, that's one of my things. And part of this list is like, what's the 20, like, some, how I do some things is like, what's the tw- first 25 albums that come to my mind from this year? And really, honestly, the first 25 albums are the fir- ones that stick out to my mind as being some of the best ones. And that was one of the ones that came to my mind when I was first, when I was doing my list. But yeah, that's my twenty fourth album. Um, I think it's in that same in that ballpark. You said you said that you said you had it at thirty. I mean twenty twenty four thirty. I mean that's in the ballpark of. It's not great, but it's good. It's, it's a really solid good, album. solid. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it, it's definitely not. I think they put out better work. I don't think it's their best album. Uh, yeah, but it, they're a great band. Uh, they're a lot of fun to listen to, and I like what they did on this album. I mean, yeah, it's just good music. So I think you hit on something there. They're a lot of fun to listen to. That's that. I think that hits on it really well. <sighs> My twenty-three, another southern rock band, Carolina Confessions by the Marcus King Band. You know that was a really good album. Um, and ironically, I never like it was really good. My first listen through. And maybe it's because I just haven't, it's never crossed my mind to revisit. So that's probably why I'd never made my list, but it's definitely a very good album. And I really liked it my first listen through, but I don't know why. I just never, I don't know. There was nothing, there was just nothing that really stuck out as amazing. Um, it's something probably I'll revisit later on. Yeah, I think I think the reason that I kept revisiting this album a little more is because of the song Goodbye Carolina on yeah. that record, which is one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, so it kind of stuck in my memory with this album, and I felt like I needed to put it in my top 25 because I really enjoyed this album. Yeah. it's I mean, it's a good album. I like it a lot. It's... um. I mean, if I probably, it would probably be in the 30s for me. Um, but, you know, it, 
Yeah. Maybe that'll change later on down the road if I revisit it again. And maybe just not. It's not going to be on my list. But hey, that doesn't mean it's not going to be. I might not, you know, fall in love with it. You know, a couple of years down the road, looking back, I was like, hey, that was actually a really, really good album. Mm-hmm. Um, my twenty third is Ramble by Chris Hennessy. Really? That didn't even make honorable mentions. I like one song off that record. Really? I mean... I thought all of the songs were solid. It's not bad. Um, I just thought it could have been a lot better. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Uh-huh. I thought it was pretty damn good, especially with a lot of the the features on the album. I thought it was just... I don't know. I thought it was a really solid album. But hey, I mean, it's solid traditional country. I can't hate on that pick because he has shown his talent. He has shown that he can come out with a good album. I think this is a solid debut from this guy, which I yeah, believe is a debut. I don't know. I, I mean, I was impressed with it. I really was impressed with it. Um, and maybe it's just because it has Jamie Johnson on it that I liked it so much. Oh, yeah. And it was finally new Jamie Johnson, which... Which is all we get is features now, so it's like... Yeah, I mean... We're not going to get an album. No, that was... Someone tweeted something that, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, a new Jamie Johnson album. Please. <laughs> That's what I want. That's my Christmas wish. It's not going to happen, but hey. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Jamie Johnson. We'll never get another one. All right, well, coming in at number 22, The Trouble You Follow by John R. Miller. And I was actually introduced to this album by Tyler Childers. He said, listen to this guy. And I mean, it's it's pretty creative. It's very bluesy, um, folky, and it has a lot of traditional country elements. It's, an, it's a neat less, uh, listen, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's I enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. So there's not much I can offer to that. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good album. Go check it out. What are we on, 22? Yep. Uh, my 22 is Have Mercy by Paul Cawthon. Okay, so the EP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's I liked it. he has a great voice. It was, I mean, I think we had this discussion last year with, uh, what, Greta's EP? Yes. And, you know, I don't care, EP, LP, whatever, I mean, it's something released. I feel like an EP definitely, if it's good enough, can be on the... I just love his voice. He has a. I love his voice. voice. His voice is just so unique, um, and that's really what just draws me to his stuff. Like, I really, I go to listen to his singing. I really do. It's, it's. I love his voice. It's just unique. It's fantastic. That's, that's really what drew me in on his first album, and this one is just no, no different. 21. 21. I have Girl Going Nowhere by Ashley McBride. I've got that on my list. A little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that album a lot, so. A little higher. It's not much It's not much higher, but it's higher. It's a great album. I mean, the songwriting on this album is great. Uh, the musicianship is pretty great. It was also a major label record, so... To see it get the attention that deserved, and for it to get radio play, is a pretty big deal with this album. Uh, obviously, it didn't chart, 
that high, but no. But I feel like it got a lot of. I feel like it got a lot more praise than I thought it was going to get. Yes. I mean, it didn't chart, but I mean, hey, at this point, what's number one on the chart? Like, what simple by Florida Georgia Line? Does it really matter? (laughs) Mitchell Tenpenny. What? Mitchell Tenpenny. Is it now? I think so. Because I just looked for. I mean, it might be. I don't know. It was like last week. I'm pretty sure. Like that was the number one song. Who cares? It's all. It's all shit, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the same stuff, anyways. I don't really care. Oh, my 21 ranked album of the year is Dying Star by Rustin Kelly. Uh, What? What? We'll see when we get to it. We'll see. You have yours higher up? Quite a bit higher up. I liked it. There was a lot of good writing, but I think we talked about it at this point when we were talking about going over some of the albums that were released. I mean, it's very drug heavy. <laughs> it very much is. My 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 big critique with the album is it just doesn't like the content of the album is some it feel to me is similar throughout the whole album. Yes, which gets repetitive after a while. Um and that's kind of why it's just at 21. Um I mean you're going to say the same thing about the next album I have at 20, but because I guarantee you, this is probably a lot. It's one of my twentieth albums is probably a lot higher on your list than those on mine. Perhaps, definitely but, is. But, but we'll see. Uh, so coming in at twenty on my list, we have "Kid See Ghost." Kid See Ghost, which is Kanye West and Kid Cudi. Fantastic album. I guess. I'm kind of over Kanye. <laughs> I still enjoy Kanye. I, I think Kanye doesn't. There's nothing that he's done recently, album-wise, that's made me that's impressed me. This is the best project he's put out in a long time. I mean, this is better than his actual album that he put out this year. Uh, I mean, I just think that this is the best production he had all year. Um, Kid Cudi and Kanye is just a fantastic duo on this album Uh, there's a song called Cudi Montage which is one of my favorite songs of the year it has like a sort of 90's uh, grunge style guitar loop and I mean it's just a fantastic track Uh, but I can understand why you may be over Kanye this year. I mean, it's been... I mean, it's not necessarily what he's done. It's just, I'm over kind of... Nothing he's done musically, and I'm just putting this in music, has impressed me really since, you know, a, a while ago. Like, a long time ago. I mean, I think the last project that he... I think the last project that he put out that really impressed me was 808s and Heartbreak. You didn't like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It didn't. It mean it wasn't that impressive. I didn't think. Really? I mean, I I love that record, but I, I could eight oh eight some heartbreak is a fantastic there, album. I mean, there was nothing on my dose of like there was nothing on that album that made me go, wow, that's like I don't know his compared to his first his early stuff. Like I mean, 
there's just nothing that's like that was really impressive since then. To me at least. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's I mean, I think he's he's now become more popular for being a, a celebrity than a rapper or a producer. Pretty much. And it's I think it's definitely been for the worst. For yes. the worst. That's just my that's just me. I could I could care less, I guess. Oh, my 20, and this is just, I guarantee you this is going to be higher on yours than it is on mine, is Hard Times and White Lines by Whitey Morgan. Oh, yeah, it's definitely higher on mine, <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's, I mean, it's my thing with all Outlaw now. It's the same. Yeah. I mean, Whitey Morgan is Whitey Morgan, which is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like listening to it, but it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just like anything. It's, it's, it's a good album, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, this is amazing because I heard it on his last album. <laughs> pretty much. And then on his album before yeah, that. pretty much. Like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. You can listen to Whitey Morgan and you wouldn't be able to tell, like, what songs are from what albums. Like, if you just listen to it blind <laughs> and you just put a track of random Whitey Morgan songs, it'd be like, all right, pick the albums. Like, if you didn't know, like. <laughs> I've done that before. Like, it's just, it just is like all, like, if you took them all and just throw them on one album, it would be perfectly fine. Yeah. Or, like, if you took songs from here and moved them here and moved them there, like. You wouldn't really get any differences, but like if you took like Jason Isbell and you moved like stuff from uh, the Nashville sound and put it on Southeastern, you'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It like it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense. Or it's just, it's just stuff like that where it's like, "What really?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's not saying country. it's bad. It's just saying it's the same old, same old, which is good. It's yeah. good, same old, same old. Yeah. It's not like mainstream music where it's same old same old like this just crap that's on the radio the, it's the, not like the same beat that's killing country music yeah i mean he changes it up enough to keep you interested and see what he has um, it's also it's also fun to listen to it, it definitely is for sure it's just fun to listen to um coming in at 19 i have DiCaprio 2 by jed okay i'm not Annoyed with that. I also would say this is better than what certain, another rap album that you have on your list higher than this. Uh huh. Which I still don't understand. And I just can't wait for you to explain this. <laughs> um, Jid is like a, to me, sounds like a wannabe Kendrick. That's knock on him. Let's be honest. That, that is the big knock on Jid. He is, he's a wannabe Kendrick without the lyrical ability. But with the exact same sound as him, pretty much. I mean, I enjoy it. He has very clever rhymes, punchlines, all that sort of thing. Um, but his songwriting is not nearly as good as Kendrick's. No, uh, no, and he lacks he lacks a lot of substance too in his music. It's yes. just it's a lot of rhyming, which there's nothing wrong with it because that's what Eminem does. But Eminem is just. On a whole nother level. Yes. So if you're just going to do the rhyming, like, all right, if I'm like looking, listening, like, okay, you're just rhyming, 
I'm going to put you in that category. And like, where do you rank in that sense? And he's good, but he's not great or by anything like that. Um, I would say actually the one thing I was surprised about that album was the, was, um, the song with J. Cole. Yes. And how J. Cole was able to keep up. Cause you don't really hear J. Cole rap like that most of the time. Um, but the fact that, and what I really liked about it, and it's what shows the difference between J. Cole and um, Jid is J. Cole incorporated a lot of substance into that verse. If you weren't, if you were listening, you could catch that. And it's like, there's the difference. Yeah. I think Jid is still um, kind of morphing into a great artist. I think this is sort of his breakthrough album. Uh, I mean, I think he's got potential. He definitely. has great potential to make a classic album, in my opinion. Uh, whether or not he does, that's a different thing. Uh, but uh, he he has to have better storytelling and songwriting if he's going to get to that level. Yeah, and I will say one thing: I have a couple of rap albums on this list, and but both of the rap albums on this list have to do with a lot of storytelling, substance, and technical ability. Yes. Um, and at this point, that's what I like in rap. Um. There's some, there's certain albums you get me. I would get, I would take most of the time substance over technical ability, like Davies, for example, who's an incredible storyteller. He released like three albums this year, but like his storytelling is just absolutely incredible. But his technical ability might not be there for set per se. Yeah, but it's more. He's more like uh, kind of like a Joe Budden, where the technical ability is not necessarily there, but he's it still sounds really good, like rhyme wise and structure. But the substance is like a hundred percent there. Yeah, great storytelling. Um, nineteen, right? Yes, my nineteenth album is somewhere in between by Adam Hood. Okay. Um, this album I I thought was pretty solid. Um, Adam Hood's I think is fun to listen to a lot of the times. Um. Actually, he does. He has a couple of very good, very, very well written songs in this album, um, with a lot of good, like with a lot of heavy substance and whatnot, which is, I think, pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I think it's a pretty good album. I think it's better than. Was it's been a while, obviously, since he's released an album too. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it didn't make my list, but good album. Um, I'm not necessarily into his style as much as maybe you are. Yeah. But again, it's it's a good it's a good album. It is. Anyways, eighteen. What you got? Eighteen. Going with the legend here. Um actually I guess you could argue that my next two albums include a legend. Um but Last Man Standing, Willie Nelson. Um, yeah. I thought about that one. Maybe is that was that was that the, like the tribute album that he no, did? No, or is, is this his actual? Was this an original? Like I can't remember. His, he releases so much stuff now. I can't. He does. Like, I mean, it's insane how much stuff he uh, he releases. But this is actually a studio album that. Yeah. He, um, I don't think I, I I thought about that. Um, I actually wasn't as impressed with it as I was with his album last year. God's Problem Child, yeah, great album. Which I think I think I ended up putting God's Problem Child in my top five last year or something like that. 
which is just a great album with a lot of great songwriting and whatnot. Um, I, I liked it. Um, sometimes I think he just he's just he just loves putting out music and just putting out albums and albums and albums and and then he put out what two this year, this and a tribute album, essentially. Yes. Um, sometimes I think you, you're hit or miss with those, and even he is. He, he's. I mean. We're, I mean, he's always been like. There's albums that he's put out that we don't like. No one knows anything. Like, no one ever listens to because they were just. He just puts out so many albums all the time. Like the uh, Willie Nelson and Family album he put out last year that just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, he just puts out music, and whether it's good or like, you either take it or you either like it or you don't. Um, I thought it was good, but I just didn't think it was great. Yeah. I think it was an average Willie Nelson album, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because it's a lot better than a lot of other people can do. Yeah, I mean, it's Willie Nelson. He's, like, his average is a lot better than people's best. <laughs> he He's literally released two of the greatest albums in country music of all time. It's a lot like, honestly, he is, he's like, comparing someone like that, it's a, it's a lot of comparing him to himself. Yes. Not necessarily comparing him to a lot of other people. Like, I would say probably... From both of our lists, like his album was probably better than some of the things that we ranked have ranked higher from like an actual musical standpoint. But at the same time, it's like, but we're comparing him to him. Yeah. I mean, is it better than God's problem child? No, not really. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you really want to, you could say, is it better than Redheaded Stranger? Well, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, you have to find some, I mean, there's some only a few handful of albums that probably could get up there. Yeah. But that was what, eighteen? Yes. Eighteen? Eighteen is Hard Times or Relative Jason Borland. Okay. Did you forget about that one? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, sure. You forgot about it, didn't you? What? Oh, you didn't listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> It's a, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's Jason Bull. You know, the songwriting is going to be good. You know, it's going to be Texas country as all get out. Um, that was, oh, I mean, Jason, I did forget about that one. You also didn't listen to it. <laughs> I did listen to it, but I wasn't that impressed with that album. I don't know. You just told me you didn't listen to it, so I'm not sure if I believe you or not. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think what I, I think what occurred there was I heard Jason Moreland and I was like John Moreland, Borland, yeah, and I was like oh Jason Boland, yes, I did listen to that. Boland. <laughs> I hit myself in the head with the microphone. Oh goodness. Anyways, what's your seventeenth? That would be Burn Band. By the Stryker Brothers. That's a good album. It is. I've got that higher up on my list. I'm sure you do. Because it was really good. I thought it was freaking <laughs> awesome. I played that album probably for a week straight because I absolutely love that album. It's a great album. I love that album. Um, my 17 is Girl Going Nowhere by Ashley McBride. Okay. Yeah. So we're about the same on that album. Yeah. Like I said it was a little higher up there. Yeah. But. I mean, it, it, like I said, it's a great album. Uh I mean, we reviewed that one. I think we both gave it a lot of praise. So. Yeah, we both gave it a pretty good score. 
Uh, so, yeah, going to 16, a guy who I really enjoy uh, came out with a better album than he did last year, this year. And that's Songs of the Plains by Coulter Wall. Yeah, um, we're probably, we're actually almost dead on similar. Um, that's not my 16th, but yeah, I think this one's a lot better than the one he really, I didn't really care for the one he released last year that much. Yeah. I don't think it made my top 25 list last year. It made an honorable mention for me. And I think if it did make mine, it was like in the 20s. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it barely made it. Um, But it was the first album that um, introduced the world to Tyler Childers, even though he wasn't, he didn't have um, credit on the song list. He is yeah. on the song Fraulein. Mm-hmm. Fraulein. I'm not sure how the pronunciation is, but... He is on that song, so at least that album gave us that. Yeah, Plain to See Plainsman's a great song, too. Yeah, I mean, that whole album is just yeah. fantastic. Those, it, it's a good, it's a really good album, and we'll get there very, very soon on my list. <laughs> this, yeah. <I> mean. <laughs> a little foreshadowing there. No, my 16 is Solid Ground by Wade Bowen. All right. What? I mean... I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be that low on your list. Oh really? Uh, considering one thing, but considering what? Uh see. <laughs> You're looking? You're looking? I think it's well, I thought I had it a lot higher. Oh. But similar? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm just gonna go ahead and say my fifteenth because you've already said it, it's the cult is Coulter Wall. Yeah, I mean, it's a great. It's album. right. I mean, when I say it, like we were right on, essentially the exact same. Yeah. So um, my fifteen uh, was "Desperate Man" by Eric Church. Yeah, that's not on my list. I didn't think it would. Be. Absolutely not. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed that album. Absolutely not. I, I I thought about more, and I really didn't really think about this much about it. But I thought that more for my worst of list than my best of list. Really. But it was more of what? It, I just didn't like it. I mean, it's, I just didn't like it. It fits my musical taste. It's not on my worst of list. I'll say it, that it fits my musical. It, it's a very divisive record. I uh, just, it, it's not like Mister Misunderstood, where pretty much everybody can enjoy that record. I this that, is. I thought that record was phenomenal too. It is. I mean, this is like I said, it's a divisive uh, record. I really like this record i was going back through and i was like man i i like pretty much every song on this album i i listened to it through once and i was like i don't need to listen to it ever again (laughs) i mean i I mean and i guess the i guess the the thing is and the reason why i didn't make my worst stuff list is because i could listen through every song like i listened through every song but it was just at the point i was like eh, i don't don't ever care and i don't need to listen to this again yeah i was not in not impressed by any of it. Yeah. Um, fourteen. Yes. Anderson East Encore. Okay. I mean, it's a good album. I love the horns. Oh, he yeah. also puts on a great live show, which probably influenced the fact how much I like this album. I guarantee he does. I, I mean, I wanted to get to that show, but it just didn't work out. It's a so. great live show. Um, that album's good. I love his voice, and I love the music and the musical instrumentation that's always part of his albums and they're very elaborate and, and they're impressive 
But yeah, 14, Anderson East Encore. Yeah, well, my 14, Hell on an Angel, Dylan Carmichael. Again, country women docked at a lot of points. Otherwise, it would be top 10, easy, maybe even top five without that song. It Uh, definitely would have been a lot higher. Yeah. Honestly, it might be. It it would definitely be top 15. It might be top 10 on my list. Yeah. It's not top five for me, though. No. Even without that. I mean, it's 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 a good album, but that one song, my God! I mean, it's like I said, the first thing that every time I hear about that album, the first thing that comes to my mind is that song. Yep, and that's just a bad bad taste you get because the rest of the album is really good, and that's just a bad taste you get when you're like, oh, really? Like that album? Like that song? Yeah, you know, yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen for me is greet on Greetings from the Neon Frontier by the Wild Feathers. I okay. just liked it. It was just a, I really, really enjoyed this album. I don't know why. But they I mean there's some really creative songs on there, but I just I I feel like this album just really worked for them. Just from from the back from them, it really worked. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It probably didn't make your list, but it was just something I really enjoyed. It didn't make my list. It was just something I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> Um, yeah, so my 13, Solid Ground, Wade Bowen. Huh, it's higher than mine. It is. That's not what I was expecting. I was expecting mine to be a lot higher. I was I, expecting yours to be in the 20s. I know, that's why I said that. Uh, but yeah, it came in at 13 when I re-listened to this album. I enjoyed it a lot more than I did, uh, my first listen. That's a, it's a really good album. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great album. Yeah. My 12 is To the Sunset by Amanda Shires. Uh, <laughs> it's a great album. Um, I mean, yeah, I like. I enjoyed that album. I enjoyed Audible it. I enjoyed it a lot because of the fact that it's different. It's it's definitely different. Just like my number twelve album. Oh gosh, what's your number twelve album? <laughs> if it's what I think, it's not different. Um, yeah. So it's different in a lot of ways. In uh, what way? What is it? Um, it's named after an amusement park. This is this is Astro World by Travis Scott. Now, why? Because it's a fantastic album. Why? Because the production on it is insane. No, it it's blows not. My mind every time I listen. It's to not it. though. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's trap beats. They're they're generic trap beats that are dressed up a little bit prettier. Yeah, so it's, it's good like production. taking a shit that doesn't stink. It's still shit, but it just doesn't stink. I'm proud of those sometimes. Okay. I have this I have this another analogy. It's like saying <laughs> You know, you're going to eat steak, right? Uh-huh. And you go, Well, Longhorn's better than Outback. Still yeah. crappy steak. It's not Del Frisco's. Yeah, but I'm not. It's rich not like Sullivan's. You, so. It's yeah, not I'm anything not. like that. But so you're saying that's better than Daytona? How? It's a better album. How? It has a more coherent theme. It has. There is no theme in trap music. Sure, there is. Okay, drugs. Astro World. There's no theme to it. It's a great album. There's not. 
How? Okay, so it's a great album, but you've given me no reasons. And every reason that you have given me is just wrong. The production's not that good on it. It's average production. I enjoy it. It's average production. (laughs) Let me guess, it's above Eminem's Kamikaze. Uh, Yeah. How? The the album that shall not be named is not even on my list. Man, I'd rather listen to what was it? Um, revival than this album? No. Yeah. No. 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 Yep. No. 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 Yep. No. 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 There's not. There's nothing about Astro World that's good, other than the fact that it's trap beats that are a little bit different. Yeah, which makes it great. No, because trap beats aren't good in the first place. They're basic. You know what? It, you know what it's like. You know what it's like. Travis Scott is hip hop's version of Sam Hunt. I mean, he took maybe he took pop country music and made it a little bit different. Has no context to anything that he says. No content in anything. The lyrics are put out poorly. The structure of the lyrics are poorly. But it's different in the way it sounds. Still a great album. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I don't know what to say. It's not good at all. Like that's on my worst of list. Astral World is on my worst of list. Is a great album. It's not. It's not. At all. <laughs> it's a classic. It's no, oh, definitely it's not. <laughs> definitely it's not. What you don't you don't got anything. You're just saying it's a great album. Are the lyrics good? No. No. Uh, You're lying I mean, if you say they are. I mean, no. I'm not listening no. to Astro World for the lyrics. So the sh- so you're not listening to a hip hop album that was essentially the whole purpose behind hip hop in the first place was their lyrics. Yeah. For the longest period of time except till now. So you're not listening to a hip hop album for the lyrics. You're listening to it for the beat. That's why hip hop is in the state that it's in. It's also why country music, mainstream country music, is in the state that it's in. Because no one pays attention to what's being said. I like it. Oh my gosh. You are contributing to the fall of rap music right now. I mean, Pusha T and Jid are on my list, so. Uh, below this medi- this mediocrity. Yeah, but they. Yeah. But what? I mean, they're all great albums. This Astroworld's not a great album. You haven't given me a reason it's a great album. The Hooks. Would this be a good album in 2001? Yes, absolutely. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would be. No, it wouldn't. No one would have listened to this in 2001. Yeah, because it would have been so different. No one would have listened to it. No. Yeah. No, because people actually cared about music. Would this be a good album when Tupac was around? No. Biggie? No. 
NWA? No. Nobody would listen to it because because it it's so trash. Because it's so different. Because it's trash. Because it's different. No, just because it's different doesn't mean it's good. Sam Hunt's different, but it's creative. But Sam this Hunt's is more different. Creative Thomas Rhett's Hunt. different. This is more creative. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's the, still the same basic premises of trap beats, which are the same basic beats. Just like modern day country music. It's the same basic stuff that gets you hooked on it. There's nothing different about it. No. A Sailor's Guide to Earth was different. And it's a great album. That was different. This is not different. There's a difference. Sergeant Peppers was different. And it's a great album. Different, though. It's different. Amanda Shire's album, different. And it's a great album. This album, not different. Not different whatsoever. You, if you were listening to it on a with no with nothing on, if you were listening to it blind, just like I said with Mighty Morgan, if you were listening to it blind, you would go, "Oh, that's trap music." I would say, "Oh, it's Travis Scott's Astro World." No, if you didn't know who it was, if you were listening to it blind, did not have no clue who it was on a radio station, you wouldn't think that was any different. You wouldn't think that was any different than what's playing on the radio right now because it's not. It's not any different. I mean, <laughs> it is. It's not though. It's really not. It. It's the same basic premises with a little bit of extra sprinkle on top of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's vanilla ice cream with sprinkles on it. Where regular trap beats just vanilla. I'm not gonna lie. I thought this. Was, I thought Sicko Mode was trash. It is trash. It is trash. But then I ended up loving it, and then I listened to the whole album, and I was like, this is fantastic. I want more of this. So do you have Joel O.T.'s album on your list? No. Why? Because I didn't listen to it. So you... I can tell you this. The production's better. The lyrics are better. The beats are better. The content is better. Everything about Mona Lisa is better. Yeah, the song is great. No. <laughs> Everything about Daytona is better than this one. I mean, you can make the case. It's a great album. At least I have like something to bag it up. You're just saying it's different, but it's not. Hey. It's still crap. It just might not smell as bad. Let me let's just move on so I can gush over my number five album of the year and and <sighs> talk about how great my number five album is. So I I mean, we were, what what number are we on? We are. I on can't even remember anymore. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Book of Ryan. Okay, Voice to five nine. Which is guess what? Better than Astro World. Yeah. Better than Astro World in every way possible. Yeah. Better than Astro World. Tree of Forgiveness. John Prime. Doesn't even on my list. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Oh, great album. I, he's someone. He, He's well, who else is who else can I just not stand their voice? Who else is it? It just just bugs like oh Kendrick, good, but I just can't stand their voice. Like it just bugs me. Oh man, like it just irritates me. Don't know why. I just can't stand his voice. He can't sing. Yeah, he can't sing. But <laughs> uh, at the same time, neither can Bob. I enjoyed this album. It's no definitely one. better than Astro World, though. Yeah, 
I, I mean, I agree. Everything on your list has been better than Astro World, except for Astro World. <laughs> it's not even as good as Astro World. <laughs> it's not even as good as what people say it is. Listen, <laughs> number ten or eleven or not Astro World. <laughs> it should be number ten. Ten, ten. Where's my number ten? Did I get my number? Yeah, I get my number eleven. Uh, Providence Canyon, Brent Cobb. Oh, okay. Good album. Better than Astro World. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, Crushed Coins, Caleb Cottle. Is that your number 10? That's yeah. your 10? That's on my list. Okay. That's on my so list. So it's higher. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> 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 I haven't mentioned it yet, have I? No, you have not. Um. So my number nine. Is three by Cody Canada and the Departed. Yeah, it didn't even make my list. Not a bad album. I just it's a great album. I don't like Red Dirt as much as I probably should. Yeah, you don't appreciate it. You like Travis Scott. I do like Travis. God, so bad. <laughs> my number nine, Dying Star, Rustin Kelly. That's a lot higher than this one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's really good. But like I meant, like I said earlier, for me, it was because of, I mean, I feel like the content is all the same. Yeah, I mean. All the same. No, there's, I mean, it's good content. It's powerful stuff a lot of the times, but it's just a lot of content. Like, it's a lot of the same stuff. Like, honestly, it, <laughs> there's not many albums where I was like, can you just give me a filler song? Like, listening to this, I was like, just give me a filler song. Like, just give me something. Yeah. Like, I need a filler song. It's like Southeastern, honestly. It's like, give me a filler song. <laughs> I mean, Super 8, maybe. but that No, Super 8 is kind of a filler song just because it's so different than everything else on the album. Yeah. That you don't, like, you can kind of tone out the, like, drown out the words of that song. And then you start listening to the words of the song. It's like, eh, it's not really a filler song. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Don't want to die in the Super 8 motel. Oh, man. Uh, what's your number eight? Did the Tree, Lori McKenna. That's a really good album. It is. You like that album a lot, though, this year. Like That was one of... You were... I mean, obviously, that's your number eight, but... That album is really good, though. Uh, my number eight is Mona Lisa by Joel Tease and Apollo Brown. Okay. Okay, so this album is phenomenal. The syllables, the schemes, everything. And but this probably is the most deep content that he's ever gone into. And it's like it's really deep and it's really like I listened to it multiple times and I'm just like, holy crap. I was blown away by the amount of content, the just the stuff that he was talking about and everything. Like it really just blew me away. It was plus with the ability to with his ability to bend words and syllables and everything and the production was done amazing um definitely probably the best rap album of the year easy easy my number seven you're gonna be lost here let's just say it i mean it's a great album but you're not gonna be able to talk about it from a great 80s band comes firepower by judas priest yep don't care <laughs> I mean, 
That's all. That's all you. You can handle that one. It was, you can you can explain why that's on your list because I got nothing. I mean, it was it was the most hardcore metal album of, uh, released this year. Obviously, I have one that's ranked higher. That's kind of there's an argument ensuing over whether or not it's metal. It's way more hard rock than it is metal. Uh, but this Judas Priest album, best metal album of the year, great. Return to form, like eighties metal. It's just fantastic. Uh, there's no, I mean, you play this record and it is just right to your face, loud. Uh, the, I mean, there's a song called Necromancer on this thing that, I mean, it is just strictly metal. Hey, I've not listened to it. I don't can tell you the last time I listened to a Judas Priest song. It was, it was definitely breaking the law. If you if you did listen to Judas Priest, <laughs> it's just it's I don't know it's something I've never gotten into. If, if metal isn't your thing, it's just not your thing. It, it, yeah, it's I mean, it's one of it's like it's either your thing or it's not your thing. Yeah, and I'll I'll say this. I guess I mean I'm sure a lot of metal is really good, but it's just not my thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I just can't get into it. It's not like Astroworld. Astroworld's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. Like it's, I just can't get into it. It's not like trap music. Trap music is bad. <laughs> oh, was it seven? Yeah, my number seven. Lifers by Cody Jinks. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed the Cody Jinks album. Um, not my favorite album from him, and he's another one where it's gotten to the point now where I compare him to him. Yeah. When it comes to where I rank his albums, which I don't know if that's necessarily fair or not. Um, but yeah, um, seven. I think seven. He was definitely top ten. Um, but I think between, honestly, between like six and ten, they're kind of all like in the same ballpark. Pretty much. But it's kind of just splitting hairs at this point. Yeah. Number six. I have Hard Times and White Lines by Whitey Morgan. Yep, that's a lot higher than I have. It is. It's, hey, it's, it, that, this is kind of getting to what you're into, really, honestly. And you're much more into the outlaw stuff than I am. And I'm much more into the red dirt stuff than you are. Yeah. So, a lot of the times, our top five probably are going to be similar. But I know like from like 15 to, 15 to like five, a lot of times ours are like flipped. Just because of what we're into and what we're not into. My number six is Crushed Coins by Caleb Cottle. Yeah. Great album. I absolutely love this album. It's fantastic. I love his stuff. Hey, just this, the way he incorporates a seal is just absolutely wonderful. The tradition, kind of, well, at least on his first album, a lot of traditional sounding and whatnot, but just phenomenal stuff. Cinco. The one we've been waiting for. Oh, Dude. this album is fantastic, and I cannot wait. The so the, the, I know what this one is probably. This is the one with the blobfish on the front of it. Absolutely, it is. Apparently, it's supposed to be rats. Um, but I looked at it, and it looks like it's a. It's three. It looks like it. It literally looks like there's three blobfish with teeth in them. Well, <laughs> let me go ahead and name the album. Yeah, I can't Prequel remember. by Ghost. What was it? Prequel. Prequel? Prequel. Yes. Like it's prequel, not prequel. 
Yes, it is a French spelling of the word. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this they're so strange. I mean, my God. The album so color. Yeah, all uh, you had to do was look at the album cover to know they're strange. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean but what this band has done is really cool. Uh, basically, it's kind of symphonic in a way, uh, very theatric uh, in a way. I mean, their whole thing is basically... I mean, they're kind of satanic. Let's just say that. Jesus. Um, but but they do it as more of like, kind of like a movie with music where it's just characters. I mean, they dress up, wear makeup. It's like a whole theatrical performance it, is what it they're... Is. I mean, they, they basically recreate a medieval church on stage, uh, have flames going. That's very unique. That, see, that is different. I mean, that is different. (laughs) I mean, if you look up a picture of this band, Ghost, it is insane. Uh, The way they dress up, and you'll see them at the Grammys, I'm sure, because they're going to win a lot of awards for this. Were they nominated? Yes. I did. Um, I paid paid attention about to who's nominated for country stuff, and that was about it. I, I believe Rats is nominated for Best Rock Song of the Year, and... Prequel is nominated for Best Metal and Best Rock Album of the Year. So, uh, you, so you said that there's a, uh, a, a controversy to whether they're actually metal or not? Yes, because when you listen to these guys, um, basically their actual sound is hard rock. There's a song that is one of my favorite songs of the year. Not sure the pronunciation of it, um, but it's called Dance Macabre. I'm not sure what the pronunciation is this is kind of latin or italian uh but basically it has these crazy guitar solos at the end but at some points it kind of reminds you of prince or abba and then at some points other than like else in the song um it reminds you of black sabbath and iron maiden it is insane and that's what this entire album is i mean it is just i mean it is one of the most creative rock albums I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I you sent me a song and I never listened to it. <laughs> but, you know, I probably should. I might give it a listen just for just to see what you're talking about. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. You I, I probably mean, won't. It it's strange. I mean, it's it's strange in a way of how they present themselves and the music kind of goes along with that, but the music itself isn't completely it's not captain beefheart level of strangeness in the music well that's just incoherent <laughs> i mean <laughs> i like captain beefheart better than astroworld <laughs> a lot of people do um no well, i think one of the most one of the interest most interesting things that you said about that is the uh, album cover where you explained the what well, you told me about the album cover. I thought the album cover was kind of it was actually pretty cool. The whole yes, yeah, so the whole album is based off the bubonic plague. There's a song called Rats on there, literally about the bubonic plague. Uh, I mean, and that's what the artwork is. The blobfish, those are rats. And then if you zoom in on the album cover, you see medieval churches, rats running around, burning churches, uh, just basically. If you imagine Europe during the Black Plague, is what your head would picture, basically. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And 
some gaudy imaging, honestly. <laughs> uh, that's what they did. I mean, that's why. I mean, they're, they're insane. Yeah. They are crazy. Yeah. And super creative. It, sound, it definitely sounds like it. So, we'll move on. My number five album of the year is By the Way, I Forgive You by Brandy Carlisle. Fantastic album. I love this album so much. I think this was probably one of the highest highest rated albums that we gave out this year. Um, that we that we ranked and that we rated. This probably has to be one of the highest ones that we did. Um, so it's just a phenomenal album. Oh yes, um, yeah. great vocal performance and great songwriting is really all I can say. I mean, there's not much musical elements to it, but it's not meant to have much musical elements for it. You're definitely it's definitely meant to hey listen to the lyrics kind of thing. Yes, which is right up my alley. So my number, number four, Bifers, Cody Jeans. Well, that's about in the same ballpark. Yeah, um, good album. I have there's a song off the album that actually makes my song of the year list. Yeah, that, I mean it may we may have it's probably the same one. It may be uh, probably, but, but there's a lot. I mean, I think there were. That might not I be. Forgot actually. about one. Actually, I think it's my favorite song on the album that I forgot about. But there's four songs that I can think off the top of my head that are song of the year candidates off this album. There's two for me. We might have the same one. I don't know. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, my number four. Burn band. Striker Brothers. Okay. Yeah. I absolutely freaking love this album. Oh, it's so great. I love this album. I mean, you didn't really take long to figure out who was actually the, uh, who was the, because I just, I love the, I love the kind of story behind this. The story behind this whole project makes this even better. Um, obviously it wasn't hard to figure out who was singing. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to any of these two artists. Yeah, you like it was, exactly it was were. pretty, it was pretty quick. Like you heard each, like the first time both of them started. Like, yep, know who they are. Yeah, um, especially Robert Earl Keane. Yeah, uh, I mean he he's sort of falls into the John Prime, Bob Dylan, Dylan's of the world. He's a little bit better. Yeah, maybe a little bit better. So <laughs> that he can carry, he voice. can carry a tune. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> But no, just this kind of this the 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 story behind it made it really, really interesting. I think I thought that was just really cool. But so number three, things change by American Ooh. Aquarium. Ooh, it's not even on my list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm not. It's on my list. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. It is absolutely one of my favorite albums. Oh, I mean, it's that's you talk about an album that's literally like right up my alley. It's that album. It's that album. It's I mean, that album. It, oh man, that. the the, song, the songwriting, the music. You know, it's got a lot of red dirt and hints to it. I mean, that's just. And I also love how they had a significant band lineup change, where literally the entire band, but BJ, was replaced by others. And then they came out with their best album. So, and and one what I really like about this album is you don't have BJ doing his like scream. I guess yeah. You know when BJ goes like tries to go really high, it just sounds it sounds really bad. Yeah. This like this album almost there's like none of that. 
Like BJ sounds ama- actually like absolutely amazing on this album. He does. Which I was blown away because because I've always liked American Aquarium, but it was always that part of it that's like they're really good, but it's just that part kind of bugs me a little bit. Like the songwriting is phenomenal, and then this album comes out, I'm like I was blown away by how good he sounded. I was like, this is great. Yeah. My number three, and this is probably one that you're not going to have on there, and it's blasphemous, is Jumping Over Rocks by Jamie Lynn Wilson. Oh, it's a great album. A freaking phenomenal album. It is fantastic. I mean. I absolutely love it. This album was one of my, absolutely one of my favorites. Um, it was, it was just, it was just really good. I, I'm a big Jamie Lynn Wilson fan anyways, but I liked her version of uh, Oklahoma Stars too. That was good. Um, that's just a good song in general, though. Yeah, I think I, I still like Turnpike's better, but just because there's a lot more music into it. But it's still just it's still a great song. Her, she did she did a good job with it too. But I enjoyed the album. It's a really deep album too. It is. It's like it's really deep. She goes into a lot of like a lot of content and whatnot, and that makes it just as much just even better. Really, honestly. So moving on to number two. By the way, I forgive you, Granny Carlisle. Great album. Die top, both two top fives. So is that the only one? No, we're gonna have one more that coincides. I think, or maybe two more. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So coming in at number two for the second year in a row, Mr. Jason E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I I Travel On was one of my absolutely favorite albums of the year, obviously, because it's ranked number two. Um, it was different. It was not what I was expecting from a Jason Eady album. And I think it it did wonders, too. Like, he killed it. You know, a lot of the up-tempo stuff that he normally doesn't do, you know. I, it was it was a lot different than his self-titled from the year, from last year. But it was just as good, if not better. Oh, yes, and I completely agree. <laughs> I complete 100% agree. Uh, because, drum roll, number one, I travel on, Jason Eady. Yeah, it's it's a damn good album, man. I mean, it. I love... I listen to it all the time. And the, my number one and two are the albums that I've listened to probably the most this year. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. It... I love this album. I love what he did with the bluegrass. Oh yeah, on this album, um, the songwriting just fantastic. Like always, I think he tapered back the songwriting a little bit to make up for the music. I, which I it, mean, maybe a little bit, but not that much. But, but see, in and of itself, I think that's a that shows a great songwriter when you can kind of adjust your music. Yeah, to adjust your songs. I don't think to this music. album wasn't as heavy with a lot of the content that you know, self-titled was, but the songwriting still was like impeccable. To to me, it kind of reminds me of the Nashville sound by Jason Isbell, um, where his album before that, or two albums before that, I should say, were very acoustic, um, a lot more, a lot more lyric focused, a lot more lyric focused, and then. This one has a great songwriting, but has a little bit more focus on the music. 
And I think that's what Jason Eady did here, which in and of itself is a, you know, shows the talents of a great songwriter. Yeah, like just a great people. artist in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and my number one, if you haven't figured it out yet, is Things Change by American Aquarium. Like I like I said when you mentioned it, like I mean, it's, this is like such this album, and it was actually really hard for me to pick between Jason Eady and American Aquarium. Um, but I think it was just the the the. Honestly, I think it was one song that really did it for me. Um, Which one is that? Well, I don't want to give it away because it's in my it's my okay. song of the year. I understand. I don't want to give it away, but. If you've listened to this album, there's a certain song where there are probably some of the heaviest lyrics. I've like some of the couple of the greatest lines and, you know, just come of the, some of the greatest. Uh, yeah, so basically some of the greatest lines I think I've heard in a long time. Yeah. But and there's a certain song that has a couple of these lines in them. It really is that song, but. Those are our albums of the year. Um, let's get into songs of the year real quick. We got our top five. Top five. So, um, actually, I have quite a bit on here. Um, I mean, gosh. My favorite, I mean, I kind of, the way I did that, I listed out all of my song, favorite songs of the year. Right now, in my top five, I don't have anything off the American Aquarium album. Um, but if I were to pick one that I've listed it out just off the top of my head, Work Conquers All, that's just a fantastic sounding song. Well, written. yeah, uh, I do enjoy that song a lot. But actually, what I have listed out here Top five. Uh, at number five, I have Seventh Floor by Cody Jinks. When yeah. I make that was one of my two that I thought could make it, but it's actually not the one that made mine. When I made when I when he mentioned that a few minutes ago, I was thinking, well, forgot about Holy Water. But <laughs> seventh Floor, I think, because of its ambiguity, what can't get it out. Um, I think some four may be better songwriting than Holy Water. Yes, um, it is. No, the songwriting is better, but I think the creativity in Holy Water is better. Yeah. I think the comparisons and the parallels that he draws and the imagery that you get from Holy Water is better, but I think songwriting in general, obviously, I think Seven Floor is better. So, yeah, I mean, if I were to if I were to say the end of the day, Number five for me is probably split in half between Seventh Floor and Holy Water because I'm, I can't really pick between those two. That's yeah, hard. Um, so my number five is No Man's Land by the Wild Feathers. Okay, which is it's really kind of it's really just a cool song. It's a fun song. It's a song that I listen to a lot. Um, I kind of like the premise behind it and the songwriting of it. Um, but yeah, that's why it's number five. It's probably not the best. It's not the best song in the world, but it's fun. It's yeah. good. I like the idea of it. Yeah. So number four, I'll go. My my number four is "Downturn" by Adam Hood. Okay. Um, it's actually really cool. It's a really cool song. It's a really interesting way of, I guess, think of thinking about stuff, and it's a kind of a 
I mean, like the chorus kind of like goes, um, like I said, it's a downturn, but it's a turn all the same. In the sense of there's multiple, I guess there's, it's kind of giving you the idea there's multiple different ways of looking at it, looking at something bad that's going on or, you know, and there's certain things. It's like, there's certain lines. It's like, I'd rather be running in circles than sinking in sand. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's probably the best written song on that album. So it's, I think that's reason why it made my number four on the song of the year. Number four, I'm going to butcher the spelling again, or pronunciation again. Dance Macabre by Ghost. I'm I'm not lying when I say this song blew my mind. I mean, it it is insane. Because I did not expect this song to go in the direction that it went in. And it's, I mean, oh man, it's just fantastic. It's, uh, I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I would say you need to change that, but I have no idea. It's one of those songs where I don't have... No clue how you're gonna feel about it. Like I came and suggest it to you because I have I may or no may not idea. hate it or I may or may not love it. I have no clue. Yeah. I might give it a listen though. Um my number three is I Lost My Mind in Carolina by Jason Eady. Yes. Such a great opener to an album. Yes. Um I think like that I heard that song and I was like, Yep, I'm hooked. Oh yes. I, I knew me like from that from that song I knew it was top five. Like that song was like, Yep, top five. Oh yeah, I mean, my my best songs of 2018 list is kind of all over the place right now, uh, but yes, that one. I mean, I can't really pick best songs of 2018, and that one is one of my favorite songs of 2018. Yeah, I will say I will say like best song like best songs of 2018. I feel like most of our like at least for me, my best songs of 2018 are my favorite songs of 2018, not necessarily the best ones of yeah. 2018. But it's like, all right, first five songs I think of. These are the first five songs I think of. Rank them. Yeah. Um, number three, The Joke, Granny Carlisle. Yeah, I thought about that one because that was one of the ones that came to my mind. I think about like seven or eight of songs came to my mind. And I was like, ooh. Like The Joke was the one that came to my yeah. mind. Um, it was really good. But I went back to it's pretty much just my favorite songs of the year. And that wasn't like the top five favorite songs, but it was like it's still an amazing song. Yeah. So my number two is "Holy Water" by oh, Cody Jinks. I love that song so much. It's it's such a fun, it's such a fun song. It's such a well, another good opener. <laughs> yep, another good opener. This is the thing: if you open up an album with an amazing song, a lot of times that sticks with me as like. Well, like Wade Bowen's um, Couldn't Make You Love Me. That's a great opener oh, as well. Oh, man. Yes. Um, that was also another one that I thought of when I was thinking of. Um, but that's a, that's another great opener. Um, but no, Holy Water. I, Holy Water was just fun. It was really fun to listen to. Um, I like the parallels of it. I like the uh, direction of the song. Um, and I really like the music of it, too. Yeah. Not beat. Um, number two for me, what am I supposed to do about Whitey Morgan? <laughs> I figured a Whitey Morgan was on your <laughs> This is by far, I mean, this is one of the more emotional songs. You don't hear Whitey Morgan yeah. pour, out, pour out his heart very often. It's not very often. <laughs> and this is one of the few songs he's done it on. I would say that's probably one of the ones that stuck out to me off of that album. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, that was definitely one of the songs that stuck out, stuck out to me. 
not stung out, stuck out. Um, my number one is One Day at a Time. Yes. By American Aquarium. Yes. Um, she's <laughs> there's really not much there's not much words there's not much of my words that can do this song justice. Just go listen to it. Some of the I mean, just some of the some of the lines in this are absolutely like are just just blow me away. Yeah. Like they're just yeah, it's that's about all I can say. I'm it, 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 that song there's not many songs that have left me speechless, but that is one of them. That but is the, one of the songs that le- that has left me speechless. Like I can't ex- talk like I can't explain it. I think yeah, there there's a few songs off the top of my head that I can say that about and one of those is Choices by George Jones, which is probably my all-time favorite country song, especially when you know the backstory of George Jones. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure, I mean, there's definitely some others. Maybe Elephant by Jason Isbell. That's another one. Uh, mm-hmm. If We Were Vampires. Uh, I mean, but there's not many. There, there there's not really many. not and that that's just i mean just some of the lines if you really haven't listened to it you need to like you're missing out on a lot so um, what's your number one number one the lot behind saint mary's Lori mckenna hmm. that's a good song i was not expecting that to be your number one though. <laughs> yeah i mean i this is another song that kind of when you figure out what this song is about kind of blows your mind and yeah. then you're still kind of like, you you have to think about this song when you listen to it. No, it's you're just, right. It, I mean, it's it's just a testament to great songwriting. Yeah, um, it really caught me off. I mean, that caught me off guard. I was not expecting that to be your number one. <laughs> I really wasn't. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that to be number one at all. So that kind of caught me off guard. But yeah, those are our songs of the year. I guess our top five. Our favorite songs, essentially, is yep. what that is. Um, do you want to kick around some worsts? Yes, absolutely. Worst songs? Gah. Um, Gosh, there's been a lot of bad music released this year. Let me start one from an album that got a lot of critical acclaim. High Horse. It, and people are talking about Space Cowboy being a great song. That You line, also had that one on this list, too. That line called, you can have, what is it? You can can have have your your space, space, cowboy. (laughs) Really? Like, that that is a terrible, 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 terrible line. Um, Yeah. I mean, that album didn't make either of our best best of lists. I mean, it's not going to make my worst. I just. I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, it's not that bad. No, it's not. But no, High Horse, Space Cowboy, from a couple of, from a, from an album that was critically acclaimed as being great, essentially. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's not that good, not compared to our other stuff. Um, meant to be. Do we have? We have to. Oh it's twenty eighteen. We have to talk to about it. I I think I burned that song from my memory, which is why I forgot about it. Uh, but. My God, it's so awful. You want to you want to talk about a song that like just didn't do anything, and that I completely forgot about came out this year until I was looking up what was some like just bad songs. Downtown's dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
by Sam. I Hunt completely came forgot out with that song. song. Like you talk about a song that did nothing. It did. I mean, it was a terrible song. But I mean, yeah, but it just did. Like it, it was. It had. Say what you want about Body Like a Background. It's a terrible song, but it's also an earworm, kind of like Cruise was, where you kind of can't forget it once you hear it. It's, I mean, it's, it is, it's 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 a generic beat. It's it's stuff that like in your mind makes you happy, like triggers like a happy sound and or happy like senses in your mind that it's like okay, yeah, like you know, it's not offensive at all. No, I mean it. It doesn't have anything to talk about. It doesn't have anything there uh, for for you to even remember. Yeah, um, we can even say, or I mean, yeah, that's bad. But I was thinking. Probably one of the most blasphemous songs of the whole year. There's two. There there are two. What's one? I mean, I, the one that I have on here is Coming Home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, by, and, and that is absolutely just awful, blasphemous. And I mean, I if I could just smack a song and beat the, <laughs> beat the ever-living crap out of a song it would be the two worst songs of the year which is this one coming home by keith urban and bitches by oh, that, i've got that right underneath it i mean <laughs> my god how that's just uh this it's is why genres need well bitch, bitches is just embarrassing it but is that's embarrassing it is and like i said gatekeeping isn't the greatest thing in the world, but at least it prevents things like this from happening. Um, I just can't. I just can't believe that that song was released. Like that's just. I mean, I. Just, I don't know. Like I just can't believe that that was like. I mean, coming home is just blasphemous. But like bitches is just embarrassing. Coming home came from a person that should have known better. Um, should he have though? Yes. I mean, he should. I guess, yeah, he should have. But he's does been, he? Obviously not. He's been in country music since, what, the 1990s? You absolutely know you cannot cover Merle Haggard like that. Or do that to a Merle Haggard song. You you should know that. I mean... I feel like he did that and he was like, oh, no one's gonna, no one's gonna catch it. And then I was like, no. We caught it. Yeah. We caught it. Um... And then Mitchell Tenpenny, I think that just came from a guy that's kind of a douche and wanted to get attention somehow. And decided, how am I going to get attention? I'm going to write about bitches. And it's definitely yeah, a douche, yeah. Definitely kind of worked, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a slap in the face to the traditions of country music. Both of I'm just amazed like, of how many women like that song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... It blows my mind. It blows my mind. I, it, uh, I, 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 and, <laughs> and then let's, let's just talk about his album real quick and to, we can get on some albums. Is just because you title your album as it seems like you're, you know, opening up and being vulnerable and telling, having a lot of content doesn't mean that you are doing it in your album. Yes. Just because you call it telling all my secrets does not mean you're telling any secrets whatsoever. I mean, it's not, there's no content whatsoever in this album. It's just boring pop country. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's nothing. It's like Astro World. 
His voice, <laughs> his voice is so bad. I, I never thought there would be a worse singer than Cole Swindell in mainstream country music. Of his albums on my list too. I completely stuff. forgot he released an album this year. But Mitchell Tenpenny takes the case for having the worst voice in mainstream country music. I'm trying to think if there would be anyone that's worse. Maybe Thomas Rhett, but I don't even think he's worse. Hey, Thomas Rhett's pretty bad. Um, I feel like there's someone that's really bad, and I just can't think of them right now. They're up to, like on the tip of my tongue. Brett Young, maybe, but I don't even... His voice doesn't irritate me as much as it does others. <sighs> there's someone, but I don't know. I can't. I want to talk about one... Oh, like, probably one of the worst albums I think I've heard this year. And that's the famous EP yes. by Mason Ramsey. Yes, 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 yes. The Yodel Boy. That's probably one of the worst albums I've heard this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, what blew my mind was the Hank Williams tracks on this album mixed in with generic. It, it was like generic pop country. Pop Hank Williams country cover. Album, uh, generic songs. pop cover. Hank yeah. Williams cover. <laughs> it sounds like, it basically sounded like FGL or Luke Bryan leftovers that they just didn't want to cut. Oh, that's exactly what it was. It was yeah. just leftover songs that they know they could, they would never be able to make money off of, except for the fact that this kid was a uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, Vine sensation, and he was like 11 years old. Like, they knew, like, this was the only reason we're going to make money off of these crappy ass songs that they were written. We've already paid for someone to write these songs, so we need to make something off of it. Pretty much. It was a quick cash grab. Yep. Pretty much. And you may have ruined this kid's career if he was going to have one in music. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be one of those one-hit wonders and fade into obscurity. Yeah. Especially when he gets older. Absolutely. Um, another really bad album that I feel like kind of no one was – I mean – some people were really talking about. I guess it depends on where you were looking. It was Pieces by Drake White. Yeah, I I didn't listen to it. I um, heard it was awful, though. Yeah, so it was like not anything that he normally did. Like, normally his stuff wasn't terrible. Like, it, it was normally, like, pretty decent. You can listen to it, and, like, there was some good elements of it. Um, but this was just bad. Yeah. But it's like, oh, wait, oh, it's like, because I didn't, hadn't, hadn't, hadn't heard anything of it. And it's like, oh, Drake White released now. I'll listen to it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and like, I'm not, not like the biggest way. Drake White fan. Like, I'll listen to it. Some of it. I like have a couple of the songs. Like, I'm not, there's not a lot. There's some stuff I like. There's not some stuff I don't like. But, like, I have never heard, like, that. Like, that was just bad. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go back to what you were doing before. <laughs> Origins by Imagine Dragons takes the cake as being one of the worst rock albums I've heard all year. So, are Imagine Dragons still a thing? Obviously, I guess. Like, I mean, yeah. If you watch college football, they have a new song on there every year. They're like the poster child for boring hype rock songs now. Like, I haven't heard. Like, I really, honestly, I don't think I've heard anything Imagine Dragons except since. What was that one song? You've definitely heard Thunder. Maybe. Yeah. I'm talking. What's that? What was their first big radioactive? Hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you have definitely heard Thunder. Thunder is inescapable. I've, I probably have. 
But yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's not memorable to me. No, I mean, it's I mean, terrible. I can't, I can't think of it right now. So it's obviously, it's not that memorable. It's of a terrible. Song. It's terrible. Um, um, yeah. The new Dan and Shay record. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> no. They're bad. They can't sing either. They they suck. They're, They're so bad. bad. Let's not talk about them. Obviously. Them, that and Tequila, Tequila, that Tequila song. Yep. It's awful. Most boring song I've ever heard in my life. I think it's getting to the point now where Tequila is more overused reference than whiskey is in mainstream music. In yep. mainstream country music at least. And like that's okay. Like <laughs> yeah, then obviously the entire Keith Urban album "Graffiti You." Yeah, that was bad. Was trash, trash album. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Amos, Man- Amos, Michael Ray. Yeah, that was one of your favorite. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mania by Fallout Boy was also one of my favorite albums. Yeah, I don't listen to Fallout Boy. I was <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so this album, literally, if you listen to it, it will make you laugh because it's so bad. I mean, I know you have your criticisms with the needle drop. But his review of this album is hilarious. I think there's things that he is right on. And then there's things I think that he has some weird obsession with trap music. I don't like his – a lot of his non-rap stuff is good. Uh-huh. I like a lot of his when, – when he starts talking about rap, though, I just can't get behind a lot of what he says. Yeah. Um. Like he, I, it was like a whole like part of one of those let's argue things where he was talking about how like Little Pump was a genius. Yeah, I'm like, no, he's yeah. not. Um, he's not doing anything. Like, no. Nah. Like, he, I, I, I think that was at the point. Like when I heard that, I was like, all right, you just have some fascination with trap music that you like the sound of it, so you're going to defend all your trap guys. He has some like. He'll he'll give a positive review to somebody really bad like Lil Pump or something like that, but also give Kendrick Lamar a ten out of ten. And it's kind of weird how I think the way he sees it is he judges Kendrick Lamar on a higher level and Lil Pump on a lower level. So if they exceed that expectation, he gives them a positive review, which is why he gave like damn a seven out of ten, even though that's a fantastic record. Nah, see, I don't. And then that, I guess that's something I just don't agree with. Because if we did that, we would be giving, like, we would be giving Kenny Chesney's album this past year, like, an, a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Because he exceeded my expectations. It doesn't mean it's great. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot better than I was expecting a Kenny Chesney album to be. It's probably one of the better mainstream releases from a mainstream artist this year. But. Like just because it's a good release for a mainstream artist does not mean it's a top twenty five album. Yeah, and I'm not going to rank it as such. Yeah, um, I mean, but I guess that's just me. I mean, we there's just so much bad pop country that was released this year, and they're all so similar. Laps around the sun. Yeah, I mean that's the one I was. We listened to about. that on the way back from something, and we were just dying laughing. So bad was it. Was it Record Store Day that we were listening? No, it was. We were moving you in here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were moving into the new house, and we were coming back from the apartment. Yep, yep. Sure was. Oh man, can I talk about a song that I absolutely hate that everybody thinks is just amazing? Where at least, sure, I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it the fact that it's hype. But Mo Bamba, by Mo Bamba's Shaq trash. West. 
It's so bad. It's not good. I mean, everybody was talking about how hype it was. It's so like Astro World. <laughs> Everybody's talking about so how hype it is, but it's not really good. Yeah, it's, that that is that is a great. That's it. Yeah, I was like, well, all right. If everybody says it's so hype, I'm gonna put it on my workout playlist and just. Oh, it's not see. hype at all. It's like a mellow. It's like a. <laughs> essentially, I thought it was. It was like a. It's like a B fifty two moan overhead, and then it's like twenty seconds of hype music. Yeah, and I was like, this is just. Even though I want to get really hype in my workout right now. I cannot do it to this song. This is just awful because I cannot get past the lyrics in this song. I mean, it is That's bad. trash. It's bad. Just straight trash. It's it's like that Black Beatles song from a few years ago uh-huh. that it's only popular because of viral trends. Yeah. Like, it's not good in any, in any sense whatsoever. But it's only popular because of, like... The mannequin challenge with Black Beatles, mm-hmm. or like everyone just going crazy for like the twenty seconds of hype music that's actually in this four minute song. Yeah, I, I love the rap critic who, yeah, the rap critic. Yeah, basically I saw took a giant dump on this out uh, on this uh, song, and basically just said you have four seconds of something good in this song. Yeah, and then it just goes back to yeah. Being awful, yeah. It's it's there's it like literally just a. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's enough for like a Vine or you or a Twitter video, and that's yeah. about it. Yep. And then that's all it does is it's good for about that, and then you're good and it's done. But yeah, um, anything else? No, I don't think so. Astroworld's trash. It's pretty great. It's trash. All my worst of list. Along with Chris Lane, Mitchell Tenpenny, Cole Swindell, Michael Ray, Keith Urban. It's about like that. About like that. Agree to disagree. I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> In every way, shape, or form. <laughs> Don't listen to Afterworld. Listen to Mona Lisa by Joel Ortiz. Listen to both. Don't. Anyways, that's our... Year of lists for albums, worst albums, best songs, worst songs, etc. If you have any, send them to us. Tag us in them. We'd love to see your lists. Which, do you agree with our lists? Do you don't agree with our lists? What do we miss? What didn't we miss? Tweet us. Interact with us. Whatever. Follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Cut Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Cut Podcast. Like, five-star rating, all that on iTunes. Um, email us at beyondthecutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's about it.